0: The Old Testament book of Judges is a sober reminder that if you do not destroy the Canaanites, the Canaanites will eventually destroy you. Judges reflects upon the moral and theological lessons learned from the people and leaders who define the times when everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Under the Holy Spirit's direction, the author presents certain profiles in character and courage from Savior-like rulers who delivered divine justice, including well-known judges like Gideon, Deborah, and Samson. Moral compromise always leads to failure. The big takeaway from judges is that we will never fully enjoy Promised Land abundance, victory, and rest if we tolerate what is evil in the eyes of God. I'm Ron Jones. And this is something good.
1: Those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Hello, welcome to Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. My name is Brian, thanks for tuning in. Well, shortly after the death of Joshua, the Israelites, who were living in the promised land, begin to rebel against God. In fact, for seven generations, or about 350 years, Israel repeated these cycles of disobedience, each generation falling into the same patterns as the one before. Today, Ron takes us to the book of Judges to talk us through some of this early history of Israel and to explain how it still applies to us today. Stay with us now or visit somethinggoodradio.org to listen to the broadcast on demand on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. From his teaching series, Route 66, the ultimate road trip through the Bible, here's Ron with today's Something Good Radio message, Judges, Anarchy, and Apostasy.
0: In 1969, I'm going to take you back the ways in 1969, two country music legends named Buck Owens and Roy Clark debuted a what became a successful um, variety television program called "Hee-Haw." Now, how many of you remember "hee-haw? All right. There's a good, good, good good smattering here. I I, I played this out with some of the members of my family this week and they said, oh, dad, dad, you're going to, you're going to go way back. Yeah, I'm going way back here. But hee-haw, it it was, it was great hillbilly humor, right? Cornbread humor. You had the hee-haw honeys and then Buck Owens' band. Do you remember the name of Buck Owens' band? The Buckaroos. It doesn't get any better than the Buckaroos. And with the help of syndication and reruns, Hee Haw ran for 30 years until 1997. And they've got quite a fan base even today. My son was born in 1997, so he doesn't remember all this. I say, just just look him up on the web. You're going to laugh like a hillbilly. And one of the recurring musical sketches that was very successful um, starred Roy Clark and three of his hillbilly friends There they are, sitting on their front porch, sipping moonshine and singing sad songs about their miserable lives. Do you remember one? It goes like this, gloom, despair, and agony on me. Come on, sing along. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Gloom, despair, and misery on me. You know, the 8 o'clock service did a whole lot better with that than this group. I was afraid I'd lose my audience in these later two hours. Well, some of you are saying, Pastor, that describes my life about right now. Gloom, despair, agony, excessive misery. I hope it doesn't. But it does and it will if we don't learn the lessons of biblical history from the book of Judges. You know the old saying, if you don't learn the lessons of history, you're destined to repeat the mistakes of history. And that's true as we read our Bibles. These stories are preserved for us, for us to learn from them, and not to fall into the gloom and the despair and the misery that is described in the book of Judges. Now, the book of Judges covers 350 years of Israel's history, it's the 350 years following the death of Joshua. And it's a dark read on one on one sense and some people call it Israel's dark ages because not once but twice in the book of Judges it says everybody did what was right in his own eyes Boy, does that sound familiar the anarchy the apostasy the rebellion the lawlessness It almost describes a little bit of the times in which we're living right now. The lawlessness, the loosening of our own spiritual moorings in America. It makes me wonder if we might be entering into a dark, dark time in our nation's history. And we need to learn the lessons well. For sure, Israel's disobedience brought gloom and despair and excessive misery upon the Israelites, not for years, not for decades, but for centuries. 350 years this book covers. Now, the book of Judges begins with these words in chapter 1 and verse 1. It says, After the death of Joshua, the people of Israel inquired of the Lord, Who shall go up first for us against the Canaanites to fight against them? Remember, Joshua had led the next generation of Israelites into the Promised Land, and they had a lot of battles to uh, to engage in, to to defeat Israel. Uh, the nations, the Canaanite nations. There were seven Canaanite nations that were strongly embedded in the land. And it took them about 25 or 30 years to defeat their enemies, but some of them they didn't defeat. Some of the Canaanites were left in the land because they were, they were pretty strong. They were pretty mighty. They were fortified cities. Uh, They were difficult to overthrow. The Israelites did not completely destroy them, and instead they were satisfied to live among them or for them to live among them. (laughs) And so they subjugated them. They made them their slaves. They said, "Ah, we're not going to destroy you. We'll just just park you over here. We'll make you our slaves so we can control you. Judges chapter 1 and through about chapter 3 and verse 4 describe How this cozying up to the Canaanites led to a gradual moral decline among God's people. And it didn't help that the generation that went into the Promised Land didn't pass their faith on to their kids and their grandkids. In fact, in Joshua chapter 2, verses 10 through 12, it says, That after Joshua died, there arose another generation after them that did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. And the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals, the false gods. And they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt. What sad, sad words to read. That that next generation, after the promised land generation, (laughs) abandon the Lord. And not surprisingly, God was not pleased with them. The Bible goes on to say in verse 14, so the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he gave them over to plunderers who plundered them. And he sold them into the hand of their surrounding enemies so that they could no longer withstand their enemies. And they were in terrible distress. Yes, gloom, despair, and excessive misery they were experiencing. And they found themselves in a cycle. We'll talk about the cycle a little bit. But over and over and over again, they fell into uh, debauchery and depravity and just uh, evil ways. It, it says there in verses 14 and 15 that he gave them over to the plunderers. He just said, you know, just, just, just experience the consequences of your own uh, rebellion and stubbornness and lawlessness. It reminds me of that... that uh, Uh, kind of scary phrase that echoes from the early chapters of the book of Romans. Read it sometime. It's a dark book that describes the total depravity of man and how God reaches a point where he just gives us over to the consequences of our own stubborn rebellion. It's a haunting, haunting picture. In verses uh, 16 and 17, though, it tells us, Then the Lord raised up judges who saved them out of the hand of those who plundered them. Yet they did not listen to their judges, for they whored after other gods and bowed down to them. Reading the book of uh, Judges makes me want to rewind and go back to Joshua and embrace the generation of Israelites that crossed the Jordan River, did what the Lord told them to do, and entered into uh, the Promised Land. However, in Judges, hope rises out of the ash heap of history, like a phoenix when God delivers the Israelites from one powerful enemy after another. And he does this by appointing uh, judges. And it's during this dark season and during these dark cycles of history that God demonstrates his grace and proves himself faithful to the covenant that he made with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and uh, their descendants. Now, the main body of the book is found in chapter 3 and verse 5 all the way through chapter 16. And it describes the continuing battles fought by the Israelites against their enemies, the Canaanites, the Midianites, the Philistines, and a whole lot more. And in all, during this main body of the book, uh, the book of Judges records uh, the deliverances and the rising up of, of 12 different judges, you would include more if you go on to the book of 1 Samuel all the way up to the reign of King Saul. Remember, there was no king in the land during this time, and everyone did what was right in his own eyes. To say it another way, they made themselves king. It's always a dangerous thing to do, to make yourself King. No, you bow to the King of Kings. I bow to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, who is the Lord Jesus Christ. And when I put Him on the throne, I just find that my life works out a whole lot better, and I can say goodbye to gloom, despair, and uh, agony on me. Now, who were the judges? You know, we say at the Book of Judges, now here comes the judge, or here come the judges. Who were these judges? There were 12 of them in all. Well, generally speaking, they were Savior-like rulers who delivered divine justice. And God raised them up when the Israelites found themselves in gloom and misery and despair, and they cried out to the Lord, and that's when he would raise up uh, one of the judges. Some of them, like Othniel and Gideon, were military warriors. Others, like Eli, he was a priest. Samuel, if we go into the book of First Samuel, Samuel was a prophet. And so in the many ways that they served, these judges foreshadowed, here's our Christ connection, they foreshadowed the ministry of Jesus as prophet, priest, and king.
1: Still ahead, the second half of Dr. Ron Jones' Something Good Radio message, Judges, Anarchy, and Apostasy. Need prayer today? Visit somethinggoodradio.org to share your request, and our ministry team will be happy to join you in prayer. Use the Explore option at the top of the homepage and then scroll down to the How Can We Pray For You icon. And while you're there, visit the Something Good digital library with more than 500 hours of video and audio teaching from Dr. Ron Jones. Search the streaming library by scripture or topic to find answers to your Bible questions and grow in your Christian faith. We're talking today about the cycles of sin and disobedience took place in the early days of Israel's history in the Promised Land. What did those cycles look like? Find out next in the rest of today's Something Good radio message, Judges, Anarchy, and Apostasy. Once again, here's Dr. Ron Jones.
0: They also picture the ministry of Jesus as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, better yet as the judge of heaven and earth. And he uh, is a judge worth bowing to. Um, Now, following a lengthy prologue, and this is, you know, chapters one uh, going into chapter three, the author of the Judges, and by the way, we really don't know who the author was. Some say it was Samuel. Uh, I'm, I'm content saying it's an anonymous author that compiled this biblical history. But in this main body, there, there is a cycle of history. Remember, learn the lessons of history or you'll repeat the mistakes of the past. Seven cycles of history over 350 years. Dr. Charles Ryrie identifies what happened in a single historical cycle this way. He says, Israel served the Lord, then they fall into sin and idolatry, that anarchy and apostasy. Then Israel is enslaved, they're in bondage by their their enemies. Then Israel cries out to the Lord, God raises up a judge, and then Israel is delivered. And that cycle repeats itself over and over and over again, seven cycles of history for 350 years. One generation never learned what the other generation went through and avoided the mistakes of uh, history. Overall, we learn this from the book of Judges, this is your big idea, moral compromise always leads to failure. And that's what happened with that generation that went into the promised land. And the Lord said, destroy the Canaanites. Destroy them completely. And they got to some of the strongholds and they said, ah, it's a little bit tougher than we think. We'll just subjugate them over here. They compromised morally. The big takeaway from Judges is that we will never fully enjoy the promised land. And remember how we defined it in Joshua, abundance, victory, and rest. We'll never fully enjoy the promised land if we tolerate what is unholy and evil in the eyes of God. And this is what the subsequent generations experienced. Uh, There were seasons where there was no abundance, there was no victory, there was no rest in the land because they, they compromised with their Canaanites. Now remember, last week we defined the seven... Uh, Canaanite nations. We said, think of them this way, not as, you know, historical, but, but build the applicational and spiritual bridge here. Maybe the seven Canaanites could be thought of as the seven deadly sins, like pride, anger, lust, laziness, gluttony, envy, and greed. Uh, the Lord finds that evil in his eyes, and he says, destroy it. Don't coddle your pride or your lust or say, I can handle my anger or whatever it might be. After deep reflection on the Judges, Jason though Baxter says, If we make league with questionable things because they seem harmless, we shall soon find ourselves wedded to the desires of the flesh again and down from the heights to which God has lifted us. What, what a deep insight into the history we learn from the book of Judges. Baxter also says that Judges is a book of high calling and low living. Yeah, the children of God have been called to the high, high calling of God. They were the chosen people of God, but they, they descended into low living. And we must decide which will define our lives, high calling or low living. Judges is a sober reminder that if you don't destroy the Canaanites, the Canaanites will eventually destroy you. Just remember that when you think about pride, anger, lust, laziness, gluttony, envy, greed, whatever that besetting thing is, that desire of the flesh, the promised land will will be out of reach, the abundance, the victory, the rest, if you don't deal with the Canaanites. Destroy them completely. I think of the alcoholic who says, no, I can handle one small drink, and just keeps a bottle hidden in the cabinet. I think of the drug abuser who who doesn't learn the lessons or hear the warnings about gateway drugs and says, well, if this made me high, what else will make me high? I I think of the person who says, you know, I'm not ready to forgive this person who hurt me. I'm going to nurse my bitterness and my anger, not knowing that unforgiveness is like drinking a bottle of poison and expecting it to hurt the other person. No, it just eats you up from the inside and destroys you. If you do not destroy the Canaanites, the Canaanites will eventually destroy you. And if you're not careful, your family finds themselves in cycle after cycle after cycle after cycle after cycle. And one generation doesn't learn from the mistakes of the previous generation. The repetition of the historical cycles in Judges also reminds us of the wickedness and the here's a word, the devolution of the human heart. You know, one of the lies in our culture today is that we're evolving. We're evolving. We're getting better and better. No, we're not. The human heart, unredeemed, devolves. Jeremiah 17 and verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can understand it? Jesus said of the human heart, For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness and slander. This is the depravity to which you and I have the potential of falling into yes. unless our heart is redeemed by the blood of Christ. Yes. And if we are redeemed, the Bible says, guard your heart because an unguarded heart will still rebel against the will of God. Yes. Yes. And this is, this is the, the lessons that we learn, again, from... Uh, the book of Judges. To that point, um, the latter part of the book, chapters 17 through the end of the book, records some of the most utterly heinous acts of evil found lurking in the human heart. I read through it uh, at the beginning of last week. Got up on Monday morning. I think my alarm went off at 5 o'clock, or at least my body clock did. And I just read through the book of, of Judges wasn't exactly the way I wanted to start my week, because by the time I got to chapters 17 through 21, it shocked my soul. It includes um, stories of idolatry, superstition, homosexuality, rape, murder. I hesitate to even provide an example from these chapters, but I was reminded, maybe the Holy Spirit reminded me that God never conceals human depravity, and so why should I? In fact, stories like the one I'm about to summarize, and I'll just summarize one of them, illustrate our need for redemption. They illustrate the sickness of the human heart that needs to be redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, which, by the way, is is what the ultimate road trip through the Bible is all about. This is God's story. (laughs) It is His story of redemption. So get ready and just just strap on your seatbelts for a moment. Let's go to Judges chapter 19, where we learn about a certain Levite who took a knife and cut up the body of his sexually abused concubine in a Jeffrey Dahmer-like manner. Dahmer has nothing on this guy. He then sent 12 pieces of her mangled flesh throughout all the territory, one piece to each of the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, he had offered his virgin daughters to a group of homosexual men who knocked on his door and demanded to have sexual relations with his male guest. Some guy had been visiting the Levite. And ironically, the Levite looks at these homosexual men demanding to have sex with his male guest and said, your desires are too wicked. And so he takes his concubine, throws her out the front door, locks the door, they abuse her all night long and then dump her on the front doorstep of the Levite where he finds her the next morning. He takes a knife, cuts her up into 12 pieces and sends it throughout the land. Now I didn't make up that story. I didn't pull the story from last week's cable news cycle either. But sometimes we hear stories like that. No, this comes from the Bible.
1: Do you find yourself in a cycle of disobedience today, compromising what you know is holy and clinging to a pattern of sin that brings gloom and despair into your life? Cry out to God for help and He will deliver you, just as He delivered the Israelites time and again in the book of Judges. You're listening to Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones, Today's message, Judges, Anarchy, and Apostasy, is part of Ron's series, Route 66, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible. Find all of Ron's messages in the Something Good Digital Library at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Something Good Radio exists only through the prayer and financial support from friends and listeners like you. When you donate today, Ron will say thank you by giving you his new ebook that goes along with his series, Route 66, the Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible. The second of eight ebooks in this series is based on the historical books of the Old Testament, Joshua through Esther. Request your ebook today when you make a gift to Something Good Radio. Give online at SomethingGoodRadio.org or mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23456. You can also call our offices at 757 757- Two seven six one zero nine nine.
0: You may find yourself in a place of gloom and despair and misery and agony right now because of some sad, sad consequences you're experiencing, based upon your rebellion and your disobedience. And listen, cry out to God, and He is more than ready to raise up. No, He has already raised up His Deliverer. The Lord Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for your sins, was buried, rose again from the dead. He has the power to deliver you from whatever has you in bondage. And then you can experience abundance and victory and rest in that promised land that He has for you.
1: That's tomorrow in part two of Dr. Ron Jones' message, Judges, Anarchy and Apostasy join us then for Something Good. For Ron and all of us here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis saying God bless and thanks for listening.